0: Hello and welcome to GKAD. This week we have a vision of an album review with me, Jay Lee, and of course.
1: Me, Zero, hi! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs>
0: this episode we are reviewing Negoto's 2015 album, Vision. Vision is the third full-length album from Negoto. They had two singles coming into this, Synchro Manica and Ammonite slash Tatsugara No Rhapsody, as well as featuring the lead-in track for their last mini-album, Zuum, which we reviewed on the show last year. So with that in mind, Zero, what did you think about Vision?
1: Uh, it was much better than I expected it to be, based on the singles leading up to it, because they all kind of were in the same vein. There, there's more variety here than I expected there to be. I am kind of disappointed that Endless wasn't a single, because that to me is kind of the obvious, this is a single song, sort of. The the singles leading up to this were very, very good though, because they kind of had that, let's kind of pick up where School Food Punishment left off, but add mm-hmm. a lot of Negoto sound to it, which is fantastic. That's exactly what they should be doing at all times. The album in general, to me, kind of demonstrates everything that is both good and bad with the the better Japanese pop and rock that's out right now because of the vast difference in mixing techniques from one song to another all over this album. Mixing-wise, I feel like every time it sounds really good and complete, it almost seems accidental.
0: So when you say accidental, is that sim? For you, is that similar or completely different from Effortless?
1: Completely different. Accidental means I don't even know for sure that they heard the difference between when it sounds done and when it doesn't. Okay, so here's my thing with with mixing right now. And I've been thinking about this all fucking morning, so you have to listen to it.
0: (laughs) Somebody has to.
1: Back in the day when music was pretty much either on vinyl or live, there was that sort of warmth, that reverb, that fill-in, that the atmosphere that music just had, by accident. It just did. Because in live venues, you have the reverb and the acoustics of where you are, and on vinyl you've obviously, you know, you've got that hiss filling it in the entire time, and it sounds done as a result of it. You sound like you are listening to a consistent, complete piece of sound from one part of a track to the next, and it sounds done. When, you know, music was moving to to CD, um, it You know, when you listen to older music because of it, it does sound very kind of flat and sparse compared to what ended up happening later. The Loudness War tried to kind of compensate for that, and I can understand now why people like Lars fucking Ulrich would listen to heavily distorted music and say, this sounds great, because that distortion was adding to the complete sound. Unfortunately for most people, that interfered with the musical parts of the sound, whereas you know, reverb and hiss and warmth don't interfere with it. They're kind of a, a foundational underlying uh, sound that fills in the blanks between plucks of the guitar, between strikes of a piano key, you know? And mm. on this album, there is a good amount of songs that you can hear the blank empty space between sounds way too much. And there are songs where there is no blank empty space between sounds because they put just the right amount of reverb or just the right amount of reverb happened to be on the instrumentation that was in the background, particularly bass and um, some of the some of the guitar. Bass in particular is something that has a tendency to be very very lacking. I feel like uh, um, in rock and pop music in general, the bass instrumentation is often mixed way too quietly, and the notes it plays aren't sustained enough. It, it they're, they're just quick plucks, and a lot of times that works really, really well. It depends on what kind of song you're doing. The, the indie rock thing does have a tendency to have much more attention to detail, so you can hear a lot of the notes being played by the bassist, but the end result most of the time is that the song sounds unfinished, demo-like, and, like I said, very kind of sparse and, and a bit old-fashioned. Whereas this this album has a couple of songs where that's the case where it sounds a little too sparse, especially on the bass. And there are also songs, however, where it sounds very, very filled in and very, very done because it's just a my, the right amount of reverb on a lot of the background instrumentation.
0: You know that's something I haven't really consciously thought about, but it's kind of like a light bulb going over my head like noticing the blank space in the album or mm-hmm. in certain songs. Based off the mixing, because you talk a lot about mixing when you review something, and me, I'm always kind of like, uh. But no, that's a really good way to put it, because a lot of songs, they just, yeah, I, I'm not even good at articulating it, because I haven't even thought about it that much, but good point.
1: And I'm really, really glad you said I didn't even notice it, but it was a light bulb, because I think that is one of the things that is making. Modern popular music sound as unprofessional as it sounds because I think a lot of these producers have learned the same tricks and the same things from the same producers and it's getting passed down, but it's getting watered down because they're not, they're not touching on the reverb issue. They're not touching on the whole filled in sound thing, you know, and uh, I wonder if like, is this like an anti Phil Spector thing where people don't want to have a wall of sound happening anymore or what? But, like, it it is really kind of, it has really struck me as these songs don't sound complete. You know? Because of, it's not that I want them to add more instruments, because I hear a lot of other songs and a lot of productions are doing that. Like, they're trying to add another instrument because they think that's what it needs. But that's not what it needs. It needs the reverb and it needs the sustained notes. And it needs for everything to, it needs for the bass to be just up at the right volume level because it is just because pop music is trying so hard to just be an offensive background noise these days, it's it's not announcing its presence as much. So you've got songs that are, you know, the same sustained volume the whole way through the track, and you've got songs that are, they're, they're not adding the crescendos like they used to, and when they do they're really wussy, or they'll like crescendo up to nothing and then just fall flat right back down to the level where it started. And it's like, stop it! you're Stop not committing to the song! I want to feel things! And so for about half this album, I'm feeling things, and it's great, and it's fantastic. I love Synchro because it's got that dynamism to it. But then there's other songs that just, like, Dreamy Driver, that's just like, okay, I'm I'm hearing the Dreamy here. There's definitely a lot of (laughs) things, but where's the drive? There's no drive happening here. It doesn't sound... I feel like a song called Dreamy Driver should have a sort of sustained, like, Come to it Like the engine of a car Or like something Just constantly moving Even that would add To the dreaminess of it You know It would make you feel Like you're up in yeah. a cloud But it really It just kind of sounds Like you're tapping On your desk With your pencil At school Like there's the daydreamy Happening But there's not There's no passion Behind that dream You know That's the problem and then you get songs like My Anakono Anthem, where it's got that, that echoing electric guitar lead, and it's just like, yes, this is where it's at, you know? And that mm-hmm. is a song that sounds finished, and that was one of the songs from the mini-album that I just adored, and it's like, that that whole mini-album, really, was, was very, very solidly done. And here, yeah. it, there's a lot of... It, it does, because it's so inconsistent, it does make me wonder if the times where there's enough reverb, the time where there's enough echo, where there's enough fill-in, was that an accident? Do they realize that they hit on something perfect there? And if they heard it, do they realize what's making it happen? I really, I'm no joke, I am wondering if a lot of producers right now even realize what it is that makes that professionalism happen. You know, as, as a person who does graphic design work, I'm constantly learning that we're playing with people's heads with our designs. We're not actually doing a thing. We are kind of positioning things in certain ways to make the user, the viewer, look at our stuff and just go, this is right. I don't know why, but it's right. It's a whole—it's yeah, just
0: manipulating perception.
1: Exactly. And I think that producers, like, they're hearing the details and they're getting those right. But I don't know if they're realizing what the behind the scenes, you know, when you've done something right, people won't be aware you've done anything at all. I don't think they mm-hmm. know how to do that anymore. And that's kind of a scary and disheartening thought. And I'm hoping somebody touches on it and goes, wait, this is what we need to be doing pretty damn quick here because there's a lot of artists that I love and their sound is really, really dependent on that reverb, on that fill, that that complete sounding sort of production. And I, I'm mm, really, really discouraged by a lot of the <laughs> stuff that's going on right now. That said, Iotska's album, which we reviewed also, has that professionalism to it and it sounds done. And this album is about half and half, so I'm hoping somebody is hearing it and eventually like the oh yeah we need to do this we'll kind of get around to other producers that's what i'm really really hoping for so we'll Hmm. see we'll see but i'm (laughs) this this album makes me nervous because i love i love all the details on it pretty much there's not a song on here that i skip no joke It, it goes between just pretty solid quirky rock and roll exactly what nagoto has been doing well you know, and like I said, they needed to win me over with this. I, I absolutely loved the Zoom mini album. Absolutely adored it. I, I kind of liked Five when we reviewed it. I was like, okay, I see potential here, but there were only a couple songs that I was like in love it with. It didn't really
0: have any standouts. It really
1: did. Well, Tremolo was, was pretty awesome. I still listen to that one a lot, but it does get repetitive after a while. But then Zoom was just like, this is fantastic. This is exactly what I want. And this. About half of the album, in my opinion, they continued what was so great about Zoom, and then for the other half of the album, it's not that it felt like filler, it really didn't. A lot of it was was still really solid, and melodically they're incredibly talented. And like I said, the way they- like like I've said in previous reviews of theirs, the way they play is so just beyond competent, and they are getting better. But again, the the mix is like, hmm, is this what I want? And it's really, really frustrating when you love a song like uh, Coral Blue, or tomei no sakana, and you're like, this is good, but it's not quite there, you know?
0: It doesn't really resonate. which make, Which to me, that is what makes it feel like a filler track.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I completely agree with you on that.
0: I've been following these girls for a while, and they were always on the edge of something really great, and every now and then you'd see little sparks of it. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot more of that in 5. Except it just didn't have that kind of X factor. And then when Zoom came out, I was in love. I loved it. And this album, it's good, but there do feel like there are filler tracks or tracks that kind of go nowhere, and I'm not sure if that's the mixing or just my personal taste, but I feel like maybe they're more of a mini-album kind of group. I don't think that their first mini-album was that great, but I feel like they've evolved in such a way and progressed as... You know, bandmates. That you know, Zoom was fantastic, but this album, it did feel like there was some filler. Like I loved *Endless* and Mirai Koro, and *Cinco Monica*, and obviously, Mayonakana Anthem, not gonna them because it's from Zoom. But after Mayonakana Anthem, not gonna, not gonna not gonna some. Oh my god, Just shoot me. Take me out back and shoot me.
1: I love you. You're adorable. You're fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but after that, the biggest problem for me was like the album didn't really know when to end because Dreamy Driver, it sounds so much like end of an album song. It does. And then it moves to Ammonite, which is probably one of my least favorite tracks on the album. I didn't really like it. I'm not sure why it was a single. Probably had a tie in or something. And then it goes to Time Machine, which is another good ending song. But then it keeps going to Dolke, which is a pretty good ending song, but at you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Lord of the Rings Return of the King where, you know, Sauron's defeated. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, good.
1: Okay, it's done now.
0: And then the king is crowned. And then they go back to the Shire. And then they go to the White. And then all these different things. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, this has been ending for about half an hour now. No,
1: man, I used my story album did the same fucking thing to me, man. I just, that whole end of that album just blends together for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like, and then the ending song in both cases, I don't feel like it's a very good ending song. It feels like it's ramping stuff up, you know? Yeah. Okay, I felt like it was it was kind of it actually was one of the the better songs post mayo Nakano Anthem, and it I don't know post mayo Nakano Anthem that title is cursed, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's probably the best song post mayo Nakano Anthem. I did like the, the sort of retro feel of Ammonite, but I'm kind of with you on that. It it was one whose mixing was not very good. But Dokei was was pretty good, but like I felt like I wanted it earlier in the album to kind of ramp up to something. Like, right before my Onokano Anthem, it would have been great! Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, I kind of want to rearrange the tracks on this album and see if I can make it a little better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe it is the album order. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another light bulb moment. I think track order may have been something that kept it from its full potential. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, this is... it's a good album. But I'm still kind of waiting for that potential to be fully realized.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for them to show me that Zoom wasn't a fluke.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you and I are actually pretty um, on the same page with this one. Like, I, I adored Zoom. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to win me over permanently with this one. They didn't quite do it. But at the same time, like I can hear that they could. And I think the, the next album that they do is really going to probably... Like if the, if the mixing isn't improved, if they if they didn't listen to this and go, this is what we did right and this is what we didn't, then it's gonna be like, well, I don't want you guys to break my heart later, so I'm just gonna call it yeah. quits, you know? Because they will if I give it any more if I give it any more chances, you know?
0: Yeah, because I felt like this album was going to be the make or break one, but it, it was just enough, and I was like, okay, the next album, yeah. the next album for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how I feel. <laughs> that does it for our review on Nagoto's vision if you would like to hear our ramblings on whatever the hell we feel like you can follow us on twitter i'm gkj lee she is gk zero z e r zero and the show is jpop jrock underscore speaking of the show head on over to itunes give us a five star rating but don't read the show never read the show instead tell us the last thing you've been caught sleep talking about so until next time I am Jay Lee
1: and I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay.
0: That's that's heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Johnny